0: Welcome once again to our beloved our laughhouse beloved podcast, what is it? beloved laughhouse or life lifehouse? lifehouse beloved oh, yeah, yeah yeah okay a <laughs> yeah, bit tongue tied um so welcome once again. we are just going to be uh finishing off the series where we are talking about some of the commands and some of the parables of jesus and Last week we started talking about the parable of the sower and we looked... Two weeks ago, wasn't it? Oh, two weeks ago, maybe. Okay, wow, time flies (laughs) when you're having fun. Um, All right, so we started talking about the parable of the sower and sowing seed and we spoke about the seed actually being the word of God, the truth of God. And the parable goes on to talk about four types of grounds and
1: Stacey's just going to give us a quick recap on the types of grounds. Sure. So the hard ground is... um, so your heart's not actually receptive to the word and therefore the uh, word can't take root in your life and this is where Satan is, can really easily snatch that word of God away and you just kind of forget about it and move on. So rocky ground, you have um, real shallow soil and then underneath you have just this hard rock. So this is where you know the word is received but the root can't grow in your life. So you you have a hard heart and you can't really make a change in your life and doesn't make a change in in your heart. Um, the thorny ground is where the the word is actually choked by the world and your other priorities in life. It gets taken away by you know you know going after the fun um, what I say fun glittery things of of the world. <laughs> And yeah, you know, other things become more important to you than the Word of Christ. Um, so, and lastly, we have the good soil. So this is obviously where you have a real receptive heart. Yeah, the Word um, takes root and produces, you know, produces fruit. Um, so there's three ways that we can hear. Uh, three ways that we can develop this root in our life so first of all we have to hear the word Uh, then we have to receive the word and actually accept it and um, put that in then thirdly we have to then put it into action so this is then where we um, develop the the fruit all thanks Stacy.
0: so we're just going to skip back up to the top of that parable and I'm just going to ask Debbie just to
2: read um, verses 10 to 13 for us When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable?
0: All right, so um, he talks about, yeah, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. What is the secret of the kingdom of God? What do you think, Debbie? The,
2: uh, uh, the secret, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> how do I, how I word it? it yeah, I said, yeah, that's, yeah that's word. <laughs> So, well, the secret is Jesus. Um, but because a lot of people hadn't realized that he... Already revealed himself as being the Messiah. Is that what all right? Well, or? well,
0: really, what it is, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, you know, it all ties in with mm-hmm. you know being Jesus and you know His kingdom. But what it really is is. um The Greek, when it talks about secrets, talking about the word mystery. And it's not meaning it the way that we would understand it as something being complicated and mysterious the way we understand mystery. But it's actually something that's unintelligible to the person who hasn't been initiated into its meaning. But it's perfectly plain to the person who has been initiated. And so that's the kingdom of God to somebody that... Is not a Christian, doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, doesn't understand it, can look, the the principles of the kingdom can look like foolishness to them, they don't actually understand it. Whereas to us that have relationship with Christ, it's not a mystery at all. We actually understand it. And, you know, that made me think of the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. And I think this really explains it really well. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. And so, you know, that's what he's referring to there, the secret of the kingdom of God. So it's plain to us yes. because we're in the know, we're in relationship with Christ. And, you know, when the New Testament talks about the mystery of the kingdom, as I said, it means the kingdom is unintelligible, hard to understand to the man who doesn't have that relationship with Jesus and that only the man who's accepted Jesus as Lord and Master can understand what the kingdom of God... I mean, you think about it, the kingdom principles are often so opposite to the world's ways that to them it might seem really foolish, Mm. and they can't understand why we act and do some of the things in the way we do. I mean, I was just thinking when I was writing this about tithing, for instance. Mm. Someone in the world, I just think, what, you're crazy. What would you, like be giving up and especially say maybe if you're struggling financially like they can't understand it looks like foolishness to them why would you give if you're struggling already if you've got so little income why would you give it to the church that's how they'd probably see it to the church whereas um you know with us if we've got kingdom understand we've got jesus we don't see it like that we we understand the principle of you know everything we have is god's anyway Mm. and um you know we see it as a we're sowing and we're doing it in obedience to the scriptures and we don't think of it at all in the same way that they do but to them that would look like foolishness um you know some of the other things in the kingdom you know jesus talked a lot about all right you were taught this but i tell you a new way you know like if you say to someone in the world um well you know like let's say you've got an unsaved friend and they're perving over something. Do you know what yeah, perving is a word we use Yeah, yeah. Here as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, just checking. It's not my South African
2: <laughs> word only. Cause they you not use it though. You know.
0: <laughs> but, you know, let's say like um, I'm going on about, oh, look at that hunky fireman or whatever or that, you know. Um, th- you know, I could, if, if you said to me, oh, you know, Carolyn, that's wrong. The Bible says that if you're lusting even in your thoughts, that's the same as adultery someone in the world if you probably said that to them would say like why get a laugh like you're crazy you know they would not understand Um, and those are the things the principles Jesus talks about Mm -hmm. turning the other cheek you know acting in the opposite spirit so it's things that to us make sense Um, you know it flows out of our relationship with Jesus we have that understanding of kingdom and we've got the big picture and so it makes total sense to us it's not a mystery to us it's not strange and foreign to us But to the world that doesn't understand it, it's just like you know those the kingdom principles just don't seem to make
2: sense. Yeah, and it's 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 a um, it's almost a gift that we've been given. Um, It's not well, it is a gift. Not almost, it is a gift that we've been (laughs) given. It's not yeah by our human. Yeah,
1: because it's spiritually discerned as well, isn't it? It's
2: because we're sensitive and attuned, and our spirits are
0: alive to Mm -hmm. God that we actually can get understanding of these things. But it's
1: the same for us. There's, I mean, there's many things in the world that people do and whatever. I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, why are they doing that? But and just to them, it's it's normal. And you just
0: think, I can't. Why can they not see it yeah, clearly? Yeah, no, that is um, so it doesn't wrong. Make sense. Why, How do they do this yeah, day yeah. and day out? And, and it's because it is a whole different kingdom, isn't yeah. it? it's yeah. yeah. a whole yeah. different set of principles. That yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So and then it says as well. Um. And and Jesus says, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seen but never perceiving, ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Um, you know, that, that at first glance when you read it sounds a bit, you know, we talked about harsh or it sounds a bit, because the way, when you read it like that, it sounds like God, it's God intending that they don't hear it and so, um, you know, they they might turn and be forgiven, so almost like, oh, I don't want that to happen, but that's not what it means at all, um, because what's happening here is, is actually stating what people have chosen, what they've done to themselves and you know, they've made themselves dull to hear that they didn't want to hear and and actually Jesus is quoting there out of Isaiah um, and in the book of Isaiah and he spoke that, and and that's the thing with you know the written word we don't get the tone yeah Um, and um, you know if you read it in Isaiah oh yeah I've got it here somewhere Um, I don't even know where it is now okay but if you read as well the footnote at the bottom um, where you know it's been it's come out of the I, I don't even know how to pronounce it Sepugant Sure. You know, But one of the, you know, the original writing, yeah, yeah. Um, it says here, you will be ever hearing but never understanding, you will be ever seeing but never perceiving, this people's heart has become callous, they hardly hear with their ears and they've closed their eyes. So it's more a statement of this is what's happened, this is what you've done. It's not him actually saying, oh, well, God's going to close your hearts so and yeah. God's going to close your eyes and stuff. And, and yeah. when Isaiah spoke that, we have to imagine his tone, his tone would be something like, God sent me to bring his truth but for all the good it's doing I might as well be you know not being sent to you um you've shut your minds to it I might as well be talking to a brick wall and so when Jesus is speaking as well when he was there he saw the dullness and he saw the prejudice and he saw that some people are too lazy to think for themselves and and so he's saying to his disciples basically this is what Isaiah said remember this and and his time as well wouldn't have been frustrated and exasperated it would have been more like that like a longing and a sorrow that they actually were not perceiving and not receiving it um because he had sorrow that he had that tremendous gift to give them and they were too blind to basically recognize it and to take it and so there wouldn't be exasperation in there and then it wouldn't be a you know as it might Sound at first reading, it's God close their eyes or mm. whatever. It's just that, oh, well, this is what's happened. You know, you're hearing, but you're not receiving. Um, and so there would have just been absolute regret and love in that if we could hear his tone, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it is. Yeah, these people have
1: kind of just chosen another path. They, yeah. They've turned away a little
0: bit. And yeah. And I mean, we know his heart as well. It's always still to draw people, to draw people. And so that would just be that regret that they choose in another way, but you know. Um, so there's just pointing out this is what, you know, the people do. So does that explain it? I mean, it's quite a difficult
2: yeah, concept, yep. I think. I think um, when you, yeah, like when you put it in context like you, like you have, you know, with saying where it's come from. Because, yeah. you know, even us telling our listeners, you know, reading this and if they've never actually read it, they'll see yeah. that that part is actually in inverted commas. commas yeah. um, because it is something that's been previously quoted, said. Yeah, so it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so good, yeah. All right, so um, the next thing is as well, Jesus says, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable?
2: This is where I thought, you know, the frustration might have come in, you know, like, <laughs> you know, him, him saying, oh, don't, don't it's you get like, this? It's like, like hands you know. in the air. And, oh. <laughs> it's funny, it's funny sometimes when I read different things that Jesus said and I, I actually think of David. our <laughs> yeah. pastor David. He's probably not got. He's probably got the exasperation. That I Jesus know. Yeah. Have, so. he's going, don't you get it? Like you know, but he's gracious enough to. Uh, uh, Jesus, well, David is too. But I was thinking Jesus was gracious enough then to to go back and say, "Okay, well, you don't get it. Okay, well, let me explain it to you again." Which yeah, David does yeah. do that too, but yeah. <laughs> but I I love how Jesus does that in a lot of his parables that yeah. you know. He'll explain, he'll say it, but then he does explain it, Yeah, mm. you know, so I, yes. I really appreciate it. So that. he's pulling
0: <laughs> them up in the middle, like, you don't get it, like, mm-hmm. and then he goes on to give that, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it would have, been, I mean, I'm sure he did get exasperated, oh, I'm but, sure but I'm sure there's a, there's all the compassion and love and stuff, and actually it was good, I was reading something earlier that, you know, talked about, like, um, that Jesus would be very confrontational, but there's always the compassion side and yeah. love as well, so... No, be and it would be i think you could like like um i said earlier if you could really hear the tone hey because mm. that's what we don't get in that that's and that's it. why it's important as well often here i'm going off a tangent but you know often we say as well it's like really be careful about text messages and oh, yeah. um emails yeah. because people don't hear your tone they don't hear you hear your yeah. heart and so i think here yeah, if we could hear jesus here yeah. Um, it would be more sadness, wouldn't it, and a longing
2: yeah. that you guys would really realize what it is that's on offer here. So, well, I was thinking, you know, like he was saying this to his disciples. You know, he's saying, you know, don't you understand this parable? Yeah. Like, oh, how how are you going to understand all the other parables? Yeah. Because obviously he knew, you know, these these were the guys that should that, be the other ones. Well, and and it was one of the you know earlier parables that he did he did actually use, and so he's thinking, well, this is how I plan on teaching people. <laughs> <laughs> so you really need to get on board and understand how this <laughs> works quickly. So, <laughs> let me, yeah, no, it was, it was like a crash, that's yeah, what I was thinking, exactly, crash course in parables and here it is, you know. But but I think the
0: underlying thing as well behind it is not even a case of all where you can learn to understand how I'm speaking. It is that message to them again, listen guys, this is the kingdom stuff This yeah. is spiritually discerned. You've got, got to come it, at it yeah. from a different point of view and, and just really you know me, you've been with me as you're in that relationship. It's things that are spiritual should yeah. Come on. Are you still not getting it? Like just really think about it and go yeah. deeper and whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so why is it important for us to, under- for us to understand
2: the parables? Do you think? I, I think again, you know, like, like his disciples then, you know, we are his disciples as well. And it's important for us to understand fully how God speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Um, when when we can know and un- understand not only his voice but how he speaks, mm-hmm. uh, then then we can fully unlock that that mystery or, or the secrets that he wants to reveal to us. So, yep. you know, I think
1: as well if you just go through and just read the Bible, just I mean, say read it out loud, and you just do it in the monotone, kind of boring, then you don't understand. You don't get that chance to understand how it's phrased whereas you put yeah. that intonation on it mm. that's when you kind of like oh oh okay this is this is how he's meaning it yeah, yeah. it makes it makes you make difference. it more sense
2: for yourself yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes like going to the message version just to have a quick yeah. look to see what it says yeah, because what kind of sometimes the it's the like you in the face yeah. kind of way yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i kind of yeah. like but yeah it is, yeah it is definitely and i mean
0: uh, why is it important for us to understand because basically Jesus spoke mostly in parables and you know we like you said we want to know what it is he's saying it's commands as well Mm -hmm. to us his teachings we need to understand it and we can Mm -hmm. you know if we find in sometimes um, you know that maybe we don't understand something we have the Holy Spirit as well that we can ask him to help open our understanding and and that whole thing on good ground as well Mm -hmm. as we keep that good as well then you know Um, we will have that spiritual understanding and discernment and yeah and you know he spoke in parables because that would capture their interest as well and and explain those principles Mm -hmm. in a way that we can actually understand and you know we get the most out of them the the second part of the question is um how can we get the most out of them and and i think the way that we get the most out of it is by hearing which we talked about last week being actually listening and Mm -hmm. taking it in and active yep And actually doing it, not just being dull to understand, having that receptive heart. And I think we can get lazy as well sometimes with our thinking and just, oh, I don't understand this or it's too hard for me or whatever. And we need to really take our thoughts captive Mm. and discipline ourselves to really get into something and study it if we have to, to just really unpack it
1: he gives you the parable and then he explains it for you straight away so it's really not that you can you can break it down for yourself just by spending a little bit of time Time.
2: yeah i can i can definitely agree with what, what you're saying carolyn about you know we can get lazy like even you know when we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the sermon that i i preached you know like there was i had read that before but there was bits of that that I had fully just glossed over because exactly. I just didn't really understand it or or just didn't really want to understand parts of it, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's easy to just gloss over. But, but the amount that I learned and got out of it once I went back yep. and had to, you know, really delve into it, yeah. you know, it you know, I could probably go back over it again and again and again yeah. and still get more things out of it. And but, that's the yeah, awesome that.
0: thing as well, isn't it? That you can always go over and, you know, read it again and you can always get something more out of it because, again, if you've got that good ground mm. and you're receptive to the Holy Spirit,
1: He can always be bringing stuff to you. Sorry, yeah. I was say that that's how people spend, you know, a whole month just on one chapter mm. of a book of the Bible mm. or you spend a whole year on the one and mm. you still you're just constantly learning, yeah, stuff about each little thing,
0: and I think that's what that's a good point that we have to be careful that we're not just reading to tick a box that I've read Written twenty chapters <laughs> or whatever, like you know if if you you can just be reading an automatic pilot and not even taking anything, mm. and I think it's important to really meditate on the word as well so. Yeah you know get it going round and round your head thinking about it going over it and really pulling it apart and, and, and you know that's how you're going to get the most out of mm-hmm. it as well and of course that application because we've talked before if you're not applying it then yeah, you know that's that's the key thing you need to be actually applying it all right so um, the next little part we have there is um, from the parable others like seed and this goes down to the end of the parable now again others like seed on good soil hear the word accept and produce a crop some 30 some 60 some 100 times what was sown so what what about that what uh, any comments that you have on that
2: Debbie yeah uh, so Read what I've yeah. <laughs> so we plant the the word in our hearts, and how deep and how much we read and absorb it, the more fruit. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but the more fruit that we can produce. So the deep, the deeper, and the more that we read and absorb and and apply it, the more mm. fruit that we can produce. Mm. Um, when I only knew a little, I was only able to produce a minimal amount of fruit so if i'm reading a verse every day or every week it will take longer to absorb the word you know it's like what i was talking about um you know with getting you know if i've only got little snips you know i can feel the difference little droplets if i'm only getting little droplets throughout Mm. the day or throughout the week Mm. as opposed to having that big bulk of time you know yeah you you think about if you if you're to water like I'm trying to grow actual plants at the moment. My <laughs> my kids have got some veggies happening, and and you know, like I have to go out and make sure that I'm out there when they're watering because if they just they just get their little <laughs> buckets through <they laughs> little <laughs> No, well, no, well, they oh, either yeah. drench it or they or they just only put a little a little yeah. bit on there, and I go out there and there's dry patches yeah, still. So yeah. you know, it's not fully ab- absorbing it. So you know, the more I can more time, and the more I can read and and that kind of thing then you know the better the fruit's going to mm-hmm. be you know like if i'm only watering it a little bit then i'm only going to get, get a, a little, little, milk, little crop yeah. you know um and the more you you produce the, the fruit then the more mm-hmm. seeds will come from mm-hmm. that and the mm-hmm. more and it fruit gets will come from bigger, that yeah. which so. then
1: impacts down the track when you're told to go make disciples yeah I can you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. do that if you're not doing
0: it back here and i I think that's what's important as well it's um you know that seed and producing the crop it's within your own life first and then as you say it's going Mm. out. and then you start sowing art to other people as well and as you say making you becoming a disciple yourself Mm. would be the impact and the and the harvesting your own life and then making disciples Mm. and you know if we really really are truly receiving the truth then we will act on it
1: yeah
0: because truth produces action it produces fruit and harvest and you know as christians we always challenged to act the word tells us that we are to be doers of the word not just hearers the word also tells us that faith without works is dead so there's always that challenge as well there's got to be action out of that and you know i think um we can really take encouragement from that verse in the parable as well you know it can get It could look a bit depressing sort of looking at all the different types of ground, and we might recognize we we don't have as much good soil as we'd like, or it's not, my heart's not fully good soil, there's areas or whatever. Um, And, you know, sometimes as well, though, we can get despondent, um, because we might think, well, we're really working hard at this, we're really doing things, we we, we are out there sowing as well, and... um, but if you look at that parable, those seed fell on poor ground. There were three types of poor mm-hmm. ground versus the one good ground. Mm-hmm it still did produce a great harvest at Mm -hmm. the end. Um, And so when we're working, you know, when we're in ministry and we're sowing, we've got to remember that sometimes it might feel like all your effort's not producing anything, it's not achieving results, but there's still going to be harvest. And, you know, the disciples might have felt despondent as well because, you know, Jesus would get chucked out of the synagogue and chucked out of here and rejected here. But... You know, he's still carried on. He's in a boat, I think, with that parable, sitting at the side of the lake in a boat talking to the people. And so we've just got to remain faithful to do our part. We've got to sow and we've got to just, you know, often leave the results to God and the harvest will come. And, you know, that reminded me as well of the scripture that says, Do not grow weary in in doing good because in due season you'll reap a reward. Yeah. Um, and you know sometimes I have to say that to myself as well if I'm sort of feeling oh we're just so insane insane," and we're not necessarily seeing anything And, you know, the scriptures also tell us that some sow and some water and some reap. Mm -hmm. So you might be sowing, but you don't necessarily see the harvest this side because someone else gets the benefit of that. And that's what kingdom is Mm -hmm. about as well, isn't it? Because now I can remember years ago um, when I was first a Christian and, you know, before I really had a grasp of kingdom. And that's something, that's a revelation that's got to come into your own heart as well because I was in a place probably 20 years ago where, like, oh well how does it benefit our church or why should you spend your time on people that don't even come to our church or whatever and all that's gone now because I understand kingdom and kingdom building but yeah. if you only seen it for well okay we're spending this time talking into people's lives or um, helping them with this but they're not going to ever come to our church so why would we, we spend our resources and our time but you know kingdom thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't have to be a direct benefit and You know, you will not always see a result or harvest, but one day we will Mm -hmm. know. Um, Yeah, so I think just, you know, let that encourage you to be faithful. We don't, you don't always realize the impact that you're actually making. Um, And so just take encouragement for that, even though it fell on all those other types of soil that, you know. And um, then the last thing I had here, a little statement or question, and I don't even know if I wrote it down. So, or (laughs) if you wrote them down, Debbie, you did it. Um... How can we improve the soil in our lives? Oh, I think I just thought of that while I was writing that. What can we do to improve
2: that soil to make it good ground? <laughs> oh, you we, got didn't, it. we didn't have that written down, but I had exactly the oh, same thing. Oh, good. Look at how your soil is and how you can cultivate your yeah, life. It's so to yield the hundredfold crop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I thought a key way um, is to go and study that parable, go yeah. and study the different types of soil and see, like, okay, do I recognise any parts of these, or is any part of my life got this bit of soil in that patch? You know, it might be the soil here, and actually look at the the characteristics
2: of that soil, what it looks like, and what the problem is, and then actually deal with it, get rid of it. I was just actually thinking that earlier. I was thinking, you know, once even if we do sow into that, if we if we are that good ground, and we do, you know, sow into that good ground. We've still got to work at keeping it as yes. the good ground, like, like you're saying. Yeah. And like
0: you said, Stacey, you talked about that, about yeah.
2: weeding.
1: And yeah. yeah, you yeah. still need to water it, you still need to weed it. You yeah. can't, can't just let it go. I mean, a farmer doesn't let his crops just go yeah. in with it yeah. and die. Yeah. You need to tend to it. Yeah.
0: yeah, So I think that is a really good starting point, isn't it? And I'm, I'm going to do that. Go and look at those types of soil. Look at what the problem was there and say, Mm -hmm. okay, what do I need to get rid of in my life? Is Mm -hmm. there anything um, that I need to repent of and get Mm out? So that that becomes the area of good soil becomes bigger and bigger. Um, And again, as we've said, that obedience is central. We've got to receive Mm -hmm. that word and obey it. And so um, I just want to um, leave you with the challenge that, um, you know, any areas... Where I have, you know, go and look for any areas, like we said, where you've got ground that might be hard or rocky or thorny, choked with cares, choked with other priorities, and go and repent of that and ask God to turn over that soil of your heart, if you like. And you've got to be willing to allow that because turning over, it's like a spade or one of those forks coming in and lifting and turning sometimes Mm. upside down, and, you know, it might not always feel pleasant, but are you really prepared to do that? Yeah. Um, because you need to allow him to do that if you want to see the growth and change and you want to be an oak of righteousness, not mm-hmm. a pumpkin. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. So All right. So we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much for joining us and thank you, girls. Thank you. you, thank go see you. Can
1: you end off again, please? Sure thing. Please um, go check out our website at www.life-house.net and uh, have a great day. (laughs) Thank you.